Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Real Dirt. On today's Dirt, we have Inspecta from CSI Humboldt. You know, I've known Inspecta for a long time, and he's one of the great seed breeders out there in the U.S. He's been underground seed breeding, doing genetic research for all his life, really. He's an old-school Humboldt grower. He was taught by old-school Humboldt growers that were taught by old-school Humboldt growers. And he always brings a different perspective to the conversation. In modern cannabis, in today's cannabis, in today's legal world, it's a completely different entrepreneur. It's a completely different mindset that people have in the new modern industry. And and Caleb's an old-timer. Even though he's a young guy, he started at a young age from learning from his parents and his uncles and his grandfathers. And he's an old soul at heart for sure. And he brings a, a slightly different perspective to it all that I, I always enjoy. And I think you'll enjoy it too. You know, there's a lot going on with genetics and cannabis. And almost anybody these days can consider themselves a breeder. And, you know, I think anyone can make seeds. I've made seeds randomly and I've made seeds with, you know, a genetic development program in mind. And I've used math and science and I've watched plant observations. And then there's also times when you're just like, oh, I got a mail. I'm going to cross it with all these plants and see what happens. Right. And like sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, in the past, you would have to make your seeds. You would have to save seeds from year to the next. If ever any great cannabis came across your palate, you would always save the seeds. You'd plant the seeds next year. And then maybe if it was something good and you had good seeds from the previous years and you had like your strain maybe you were working on, then you'd cross those seeds back to, uh, you know, your new source seeds. So throughout the year, you were always like looking for seeds, looking for weed, always brought up these great conversations. You know, you'd meet somebody and you're like, oh man, this is great weed, man. You got any seeds? Right. And they're like, oh yeah, I got some seeds. You got any seeds? And it began this whole like trading group of seeds. And, you know, that's actually how I met Caleb is, uh, through some old websites. And, you know, some of these websites were the 77 Cannabis World, Overgrow, you know, the early Canna Cabana. These were all, you know, seed trading and seed selling sites. Um, some of those early sites were involved in a, a huge seed selling operation. I, I think that was called Seed Bay. And maybe 15 years ago or something, there was a huge uh, interdiction over all of that. And that that went out of business. And, and you know, other websites were started. But, but my, I guess my point here is all this information got traded on the plant structure and growth pattern and how, you know, the males did when you crossed them out with other females and how females did when you crossed them out with other males. And, you know, you'd get conversations like, oh, you know, this is a blank male, the blank male. You don't really see any of its genetics except the vigor when you cross it into any female clone. And that was what we were always looking for back there, a blank male, or we were trying to make as a blank male. And, you know, we're, we're talking 1990, 90, 1995, 1996, like, you know, it's been a while. 
But this type of conversation still happens today among some people. But now you can trade clones. Now you have feminized seeds. And there's just this desire among people to create and among men specifically to create. And it's a biological like desire that we have, you know, that goes back to like repopulation and spreading our own genes. And some of us feel so strongly about cannabis that we want to spread the cannabis genes. So we make seeds or we try to select clones or pheno hunt is a popular pastime right now. And and that's what all this is about. This is about like adding new cannabis, creating new nuances, bringing out new terpenes or stronger variations of terpenes or different combinations of growth patterns. That's what people are really looking for inside, inside their heart of their grower's heart, their breeder's heart. There's also the greed, though. Let's talk about the greed, right? You talk to people and they're like, oh, I get $10 a goddamn seed in this bud. I made $3,000 from this bud. And that's just greed, man. And then there's nothing wrong with getting paid. I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, if you go look at archive or DNA or Fletcher seeds at archive, they're all expensive. It's all $10, $12. I mean, I've seen some $20 seeds and I really don't see anything wrong with that. Right. Because man, you know, DNA, CSI, rude boy, loud pack, you know, numerous others, they've done actual work to get to where they are. And, you know, that's worth something, right? And I guess it's also worth something if you're just a plant fucker and you're just making seeds to make seeds because you know how to feminize seeds. And that's mostly the thing people do is they just feminize seeds, right? And I personally don't see the value in just randomly making seeds with cannabis, right? If you want to be a seed breeder and you don't know anything about seeds or, or pollination or you know a little bit about it, man, look up some books on like line breeding and books on breeding grasses and, and whatnot uh, just to get an understanding of, of how it works, right? And how people have done it for, for years and years and years. And, and, and look up some simple like breeding techniques, you know, that people have used to standardize males or standardized females or standardized growth patterns. Educate yourself on what F1 and P1 and S1 all mean, right? Like do some background research. Don't just be an asshole and make a bunch of shitty feminized seeds and then go sell them to some people who trust that you know what you're doing. You know who you are. I'm talking to you right now. There's more than one of you out there. You might even feel a little uncomfortable right now with this, right? But you're fucking people's lives up when you give them or sell them seeds, when you sell them seeds specifically, that you don't know what the outcome is and you haven't verified how stable they are against hermaphroditism or actually production, right? Like you're totally fucking with people's lives, and you really need to take it as seriously as possible that it's not just $10 a seed. That's not what's going on here. People are taking those $10 seeds and planting them out to make mothers and to just grow cannabis many times for medicinal use. And it all has an economy on it, 
right? They are counting on you, the seed maker, that you have at least done something to guarantee that the seeds they get are going to be a viable, sellable product, right? And that is your responsibility. Man, if you're saying, fuck you, Chip, I'm just here to make money. Hey, man, I actually totally appreciate that, right? One, that you're speaking, you know, real to me behind your radio, your earbuds. But uh, two, that, you know, you are a business person and you are out to make money. And you also know, though, if you have that attitude that you have to have repeat customers and you want people to talk well about your product, right? And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about responsibility and ethics in business. This is something we all develop. When I started out my initial businesses, when I was a kid, I didn't have that. I didn't have even even understanding of ethics, right? And, you know, it goes both ways, really. Uh, You'll get taken advantage of by your customer and you'll take advantage of your customer, whether you do it intentionally or not. So if you're interested in breeding, if you're interested in propagating the cannabis species, if you're interested in building something new inside cannabis, then, uh, man, listen to this episode and enjoy it. And if you just want to make fun of me and Caleb, listen to this episode and enjoy it. (laughs) But, you know, Caleb's done a lot of work, man. He's actually put it together. He looks at plants. He's a feminizer of plants. He also has a, a, a regular seed company, and that's called Pirates of the Emerald Triangle. He's done the work. He sees this plant structure. He sees the growth structure of the plants. He's done it, man. And that's what makes his products really, really good. Man, I really love that old family purple. And even though I don't like the name so much, but man, every place I see people planting that indoors and outdoors, that is an incredible, great plant. You know, the Obama Kush. Wow, man, that's also great cannabis, right? And he's got numerous others, but I want you to sit back, roll up the fat joint of the best weed you got and enjoy this episode of the real dirt that we recorded at our Humboldt studios, the molecule studios in Trinidad, California on this episode. We're actually sitting out overlooking the pond and watching the sunset to some degree. And you'll hear the dogs and the other wildlife in the background. So, uh, sit back and enjoy a little piece of Humboldt with, uh, me and Caleb and, if you like this episode and others, download it on therealdirt.com or go to iTunes and download the Real Dirt podcast with Chip Baker. Thanks again for joining me and uh, yeah, fire it up. My friends, today on The Real Dirt, we have my good friend and longtime ganja growing mentor, Caleb Inspector of CSI Humboldt. How's it going, Caleb? It's going good, Chip. All right. Many people know you as Inspecta on Instagram and on some websites. Uh, That's how we initially met, even though you live in Humboldt and I lived in Humboldt for a while. We met through a weird website back in 2000 and something. That was called, what was that called? Overgrow. Overgrow. That's right. That's right. Overgrow. (laughs) Or a little bit of Cannabis World. A little bit of Cannabis World. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. So that was was many, many moons ago. Uh, Way back then, Caleb had uh, Urkel Crosses. That was one of the first popular 
clones that people were really coveting and trading. And one of the first names of cannabises that people knew was Perps and Urkel. In the Urkel. early 2000s. Early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Many people uh, wanted to have it at that time and inspect it. He always had it. Man, way back then, were you breeding seeds yet? Were you making seeds? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Totally. In 2002, uh, I made my Urkel S1s. My train wreck Urkels, Snow Times Urkel, a couple others. All right, yeah, plenty of that purple train wreck out there, that's mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now I'm still doing the same thing. Now you're still doing the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, Inspector, you're a seed breeder from Humboldt County. You've been here uh, your whole life, your yep. several generations, Humboldtian. Here's to you. There's not too many of you guys out there. Highly inbred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, just like the weed. Yeah. Just like the weed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And man, you, you've been selling, breeding seeds and selling seeds for, I guess, pretty much as long as I've known you. You were one of the first people to sell feminized genetics. It all kind of popped out at the once, but you were one of the first people. I remember I poo-pooed the whole deal for a long time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Many do. Many do. Totally. Well, mm-hmm. there, you know, there's just this beauty of the male and the female plant. And, but there is know. a beauty of the female and the female plant as well. Yeah, no, you're right about that <laughs> for sure. And I mean, I get it, dude. I get it, right? You mm-hmm. know, at the time, though... You know, it was it was a different world, and it's totally different world. It was a mm-hmm. totally different world. You could go plant out as many seeds of whatever you wanted, and pull the males, and play with all the seeds, and then like, you know, chop it all up, put it in one same bag, and people like liked it all the same, mm-hmm. right? It didn't matter if it was three different phenos, or, right, or right. really like two different even crosses, as long as like they kind of looked and smelled similar. Back then, mm-hmm. that was totally fine. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the he- seed plant heyday. Mm-hmm. Until recently. Until recently. Right. Right. Yeah. Now now everybody's trying to find that next new. So there's a, there's a lot of people still planting seeds, but it's it's tough to get rid of something that's not already new. Man, how big do you think it is? How many people you think plant seeds over clones? Mm, not too many. I mean, there's different sorts. Who's a person who goes to like an online site and buys seeds? What type of person is that? Somebody who either doesn't have access in, you know, their locale mm-hmm. to quality genetics or somebody who's looking for something different than what everybody else has. So would you characterize those people as like new growers or like big growers or commercial growers or home growers? There's really all different types. Uh I mean, I've done business with and talked with, you know, big, huge commercial places all the way down to, you know, the, the, the small people just trying to grow their four or six plants, you know, legally in their backyards. Totally. Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys sell a six pack? Do you sell six seeds? Um, my feminized seeds are seven seeds per seven pack. Seven seeds per pack. And regular seeds are 11. Right, so, right. Mm-hmm. So it's two different companies, though. It's it's uh, it's CSI. Humboldt. Humboldt for the uh, feminized seeds. Mm-hmm. And Pirates of the Emerald Triangle for the uh, uh, traditional. How, you call, how do you call it? What do you call it? Male and female seeds. What do you call Just it? Just regular. 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 I wish there was a fancier name for that it. There needs to be a fan. Let's, let's, let's actually work right. out one right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think it should be... I like traditional. Mm-hmm. Right? It sounds a little bit better than regular, don't you think? Hmm. 
A little bit. But not. it's not there yet. Yeah. Okay, we're going to keep thinking about it as, as I'm going to pop one out for you. And you can use it for free of charge. Oh, well, as always. thank you, Chip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, uh, you sell how many in the in the... The traditional seeds, the regular seeds? 11 seeds. There's 11 bag. seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, people plant out 11 seeds and they get like 40, 50% females. Mm, usually 50, 50. 50. Okay, yeah. 50, 50. Mm-hmm, right. Generally. Right, 50, 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they get five and a half mm-hmm. uh, plants that are uh, seeds that are female. Yep. Right. Yep. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Uh, odds over time, of course. Right. But with the female seeds, you get seven seeds in a pack, and yep. you get all of those plants come out as female. Yep. Right, right. And that's why you started this business, and that's why you do so well at it. It's because that's what people want. They just want female plants. Some, right. some want their females. Some right. definitely want their traditional right. seeds. Because, you know, when we all started, it, all, it was all about, like, having a male to keep, like, seeds going for later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mostly it was outdoor. Right. You know, few, few people like yourself knew right. about indoor or raised it in some, raised with it right. in some way. But you always had to save your seeds to the next season. Right. Well, right. I think that boils down to most people really didn't even know how to make feminized seeds back in those days. Man, I remember reading about it in like an Ask Ed book or something. Hmm. Dude, when was the first time you heard about it? Oh, I never asked Ed anything. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, Hybe. Remember Hybe from Cannabis World? I do remember Hybe. Elite Cannabis Times World. Elite? Yeah. He was one of the very first guys who released a product that you could spray on your female plant, turn her into male, and make feminized seeds. And then this fellow named Countryman. Countryman! Oh, yeah, totally. I remember all these guys. He he outed a recipe for feminized seeds, and then it really started taking off. And that was about, what, 2002, somewhere around there? I mean, European companies, they started right around then, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Let's see, who was the first European company? Dutch Passion was big on the feminized seeds early, weren't they? They were early on it. Mm Right. And uh, I mean, I know DNA, they went into it. They, mm-hmm. they said after they did that, it was like no comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No looking back. So, hey, Pirates of the Emerald Triangle, that's new-ish company. Mm-hmm. It's, it's newer. It, it's been around almost as long as Almost CSI. as long, though. Okay. Yeah. What, do, you, do you have a ratio of, of seeds that you produce, feminized versus uh, traditional versus uh, it's Right now, it's, it's pretty equal. I have a few more feminized right now, just because I started the company about a year earlier. Ideally, I do have a lot more projects that I've put together already. I just haven't tested them with the regular seeds. So it's way easier to test feminized seeds because you don't have to sort out all the males. Yeah, no shit. Uh, are you, what kind of analytics are you doing? Old school analytics? No, I get a lot of stuff tested. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you intertwine it, though, and... Yeah, and you 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 look at the plants. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You pick out the ones you want. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, there's there's something about that, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You 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 see it, you know it. Like people don't necessarily see plants the same way you do. Yeah, right. No, that's true. And you know, uh, I'm a plant guy. 
right? I love all types of plants, right? Whether right. it's, you know, these ferns or these agaves in my yard here, these other crazy rhododendrons or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right, that ginkgo tree, I'm not quite sure where to put that. But. <laughs> we see plants grow differently mm -hmm. than other people. Right, right. Right. I tell people all the time when I suggest to go to HumboldtCSI.com that you love the plants, you know the plants, you watch them, you pick the right ones. It's not just strictly, hey, I'm going to make this cross of Girl Scout cookies and Urkel. Right. And make a cross and then put it in the seed packet and then sell it. Well, there is right. a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, there is a little bit of that. But, you know, you know, tell me how you do it, man. How do you, like, pick out the plants that you want to breed with? Well, for me, I rarely select on height or yield. A lot of traditional things that were selected for, like, in Amsterdam. I think most of the selections I do tend to be based on terpenes and smokeability. Fired up, bruh. But that that's <laughs> once, you know, once everything's, you know, made it past, you know, each round of criteria. How big do the plants have to be before you start, like, picking out, like, special ones? Oftentimes I've tried to, or I like picking out ones that are, you know, in veg, you know, a month or two in. I'll pick out favorites. A lot of the time, those won't be the winners at the end of the day. Yeah, right. You know, I had this one Cali OS one, smelled just like strong pineapples. But by the time it was finished flowering, it didn't smell or taste like anything special. I've seen that happen a bunch, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Right. It's a bummer, man. I mean, it's actually not a bummer. It's the gamble of it. That's mm -hmm. really what I mean. And it's the excitement of it. And sometimes you get like a big one, man, you know, and, and Sometimes you don't. Oh, you mean like do see dope? <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's a good one. That's oh, a good, yeah. That's yeah. a good example of it, right? Uh -huh, totally. Uh -huh. But man, you know, that purple train wreck that we have over in Colorado that's, mm -hmm. you know, predominant cutting over there. Man, I saw that whole thing go down. Those guys planted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hundreds of seeds and nothing happened. And then somebody just planted 10 random seeds and right. found like the one. Right. Right. You know, and just like uh, Obama Kush in Portland, mm -hmm. you know, my buddy, you know, grabs up a big old oven bag full of uh, trim and seeds from, you know, floor seeds from a, a run I did in 2006 where I took Bubba and pollinated everything and he you know had a couple thousand seeds he sorted through and he picked out his you know 20 favorite seeds out of those 2000 and sprouted them and right. his favorite was Obama Kush and luckily I could tell my plants apart so I was like yeah that's just Mendo purple you know crossed to the Bubba Kush. So, oh right, uh -huh. totally. And that oh, thing's great, Charles. That thing's huge up in Oregon and Washington and all that. Obama Kush, yeah, mm -hmm, I see it mm -hmm. for sure, man. My my <laughs> my kid brother, he's actually a a, a licensed uh, Trinity County uh, farm. Oh, congratulations! And Excellent. He he has ten thousand square feet of legal Obama Kush that's going to be hitting the market this fall. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What, what, what year? When, when did uh, Obama get elected the, the first time? I think it was 08. 08. Yeah. 08. 08. Back to 08. Yeah. Obama Kush. Yeah. I made those. 08 in 2018. I made those seeds in 06, and then my buddy sprouted the seed in 07. Right. And then he got yes. elected because, you know. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. The good old days. So, man, how did... 
that's something we were talking about earlier is like how strains become hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell people stuff all the time, th- this type of phrase, if you got the best weed, if you mm-hmm. got the best ganja, no matter where you are, you're going to sell it. People are going to come and like pay you like the market value for you, at, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. But like, how does that happen? How do you get that hot, great shit? Right. Well, uh, for example, in the Obama Kush scenario, my buddy held it real tight and he also would sell it to, you know, select people for like 500 bucks a cut back in like 08, 09. Oh, awesome. You know, bless his heart. Yeah. yeah you know, he's a generous soul. He could have sold it for way more. <laughs> a thousand bucks. Right. Shoot. But, uh, you know, I mean, when, when, when you price something high like that, it, it generates hype. So exclusivity in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So it, okay. A lot of times it does start with exclusivity. Okay. And then that makes people want it. Totally. And then when it does, you know, reach the masses, that's when it really blows up. Exclusivity, perceived high value, mm-hmm. perceived yeah rarity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, man, but. That's just almost natural home run type of thing. Well, think about how many seeds have you sprouted? How many seeds have I sprouted? Both of us, we've probably sprouted thousands of seeds. How many cuts have we actually saved that are in mass circulation right now? I mean, I'm sure there's been quite a few that are just as high quality as, you know, the most popular ones in the industry. I remember some stuff from you back in what, 05? And that stuff was, ooh, wee. It was blueberry yeah. cosmic something. Oh, something. oh right. It was like menthol. OG. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know blueberry if it. train wreck. It had like menthol. It smelled like menthol blueberries. Mm, yeah, dude. Just like, yeah, but of course, it wasn't good enough at the time, so we let that shit roll. <laughs> it would have been a hit these days, I swear. It tasted good, too. It would have been, man. Mm-hmm. You know, one I really miss from back then is the Durban Thai High Flyer cross with Colombian. No, Santa Marta. Santa, Santa Marta across the Durban Tie High Flyer. Uh, our good buddy Konza is actually doing a nice Durban Tie High Flyer project right now. Oh, awesome. Well, awesome. I sprout the seeds for him and then he takes them oh, over. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's best for you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so is, is that your favorite part of weed, sprouting seeds? Oh, I love sprouting seeds. No, yeah, I love it too, man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it too, man. You yeah. know, the, the hemp industry is going, blowing out right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so many seeds. I see so many people planting seeds that have never planted seeds before. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can just see they just immediately become seed people. Right. Right. It's like, no clones, no clone seeds, mm-hmm. no clone mm-hmm. seeds. Yep. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool to see, man. It's cool. Are you are you seeing people planting a bunch of like like big lots? There's quite a few. Oh, it's yeah. a big lot. A normal big lot. It's probably about a hundred, but you know, there's there's definitely people that plant a couple hundred, few hundred, up to five hundred seeds of one right. thing. Right. Right. You know. So back to this. How does it get hot? So mm-hmm. they're planting five hundred seeds, trying mm-hmm. to pull the best. Right. Right. Can you pick out a strain? Besides, like, like, let's pick out a handful of strains. Uh-huh. We already said Obama Kush. Right. Selected from maybe 20 seeds sprouted. Right, right. But mm-hmm. just, just totally random, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, man, man, I mean, honestly, like, diesel. 
Right. Right. Same type of thing. Just but, a few seeds planted. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to say that, OG, Bubba, all the famous chem shit. dog. They just chem dog. There's just a couple seeds got planted out right. and became like this incredible weed. Right. Right. But we're talking about like these big lots of people. Why aren't right. we seeing like more like incredible weed? It's way harder to select from 100 than it is from. 10. Dude, dude, totally. No doubt, no doubt. And man, I remember years ago, I was I was uh, complaining about like being restricted to only planting out a few seeds at a time. Mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, you just plant 100. You six those, and you plant another 100. Mm-hmm. And you six those, and you plant another 100. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. That's, right, how, that's right. how it can work, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, there end up being one on top of each other. But after like... You know, ten months you plant out five or six hundred seeds, right? And it's way easier to see. Oh yeah, a hundred at a time. Oh, I'll give you a, a good example. So uh, I just harvested a room yesterday. There was two hundred seed plants in there. So step one, I went through those first, you know, those two hundred and wrote down every single one I think is a keeper right now. So I'm going to get all those tested, which is probably 20 or 30 maybe. Then I'm also going to test them the old-fashioned way. Right, You know, right. smoke them. Yeah, then fire them on. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, then I'll, I'll definitely narrow it down from there. But, you know, I mean, that's the best way you can do, uh, you know, when we're, you're growing out a lot. Yeah. I hear people talking about like modern breeding techniques using statistical analysis or using, you know, genomic mapping. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you you, you investigated any of these futuristic damn Frankenstein seed making stuffs? Oh, are you talking about just uh, going through like phylos and mapping Things out I mean, I guess that they, I guess that is you know one one mm-hmm. you know one resource phylosgalaxy.com. Right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, I've I've entered you know some of my uh, old old heirlooms in, mm-hmm. into their galaxy. How'd that come out? Uh, I see you were like, huh? It's said it it's, was. It's interesting. Like for example, Chemdog ninety one, right? You know, pretty much most folks know I have the original Chemdog ninety one. Well. Up until I submitted it, really nobody had even submitted a real legit Chemdog 91. There were a few of them on there mm-hmm. at the time, but I was the first one that actually got published in the galaxy. Okay. You know? First in the galaxy. But, uh, Spectre. And it's related, <laughs> and it's related to, you know, all kinds of, you know, the Chemdogs, this is and that's, the sour diesels, everything. But then uh, with the Triangle Kush from Florida, entered that thing into the galaxy and according to you know phylos it's the same exact cut as 50 different og kush cuts that have been submitted we're actually working on a project right now where we've got a ton of these s1 chem dogs and they're gonna run some of the s1s and see where they fall i think some s1s might just test the same as their parent 50 percent of them who knows right but mm-hmm. I don't know what that spread is, so I really want to see a triangle Kush S1, and I think I actually reversed it this time. Is it hard to reverse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tons of people have tried. I've tried twice and failed. This time I've got failed. This time I've got tons of pollen, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually tried three different sprays, and my own, uh, another good buddy, and Hybes. 
Oh, we, you, you we, tried three different types of sprays. Yeah. Okay. To reverse them. Right. Now you got to use my mix. Oh, you I got, got that guy. No, I'm just making <laughs> you fun. You got a mix too. No, I'm just making fun. Yeah. Right. But no, I've never, I've never, I mean, purposefully. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, I started. <laughs> seeds. I started accidentally making them myself. That's how I liked them. I grew my accidents and they were awesome. Hey, all the great breeders today, that's how they did it, right? They had right. some like, you know, heat problems, some light leaks, some like. I never seen it out of room. Genetics. <laughs> Me neither. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, got to be tough, though. Yeah. No. I know. That's the thing about seeds, man. You can try to make them and try to make them and you'll get mm-hmm. like one seed. And then you cannot try to make them and just mm-hmm. like flood it out. And right. They just hit the ground like rain. <laughs> you know, when you touch a dry plant, they just right. like. I've never been that lucky. No. <laughs> yeah, shit. Regular seeds are easy to make, but yeah. feminized, yeah, they're. Harder, right. Can be real hard. Do you just do open pollination? You just do the like uh, tube snake boogie and, 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 and With, sprinkle your males around the room, or oh, I, I, I look, when when I do regular seeds, mm-hmm. well, it, it kind of depends on the scenario. If I'm preserving a pure land race, I'll take all the males and let them pollinate all the females. I will select for absolutely nothing. Right. I'll usually do a second round. I take all the select males and then all the select females and I'll do an open pollination again. Many mothers, many fathers. Yeah. Well, just okay. of your choosing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Got the it. first round is for pre- solely preservation. Mm-hmm. I pull nothing out. Mutants, Hermes, everything stays in for the second round. It's just all what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a variety of different phenotypes and stuff, but I, I keep it open for that round. And I also do a lot of F1 hybrids, you know, during that round as well. So it's all my select males times X, Y, or Z, whatever I think might be a good hybrid, you know. And that's, I've I've got tons and tons of that stuff already made. I just don't have the time or space right now to run all that stuff out. Right. So I've got a lot of projects in the future and hoping to build somewhere where I can run them out. So, uh, man, I keep, I keep still thinking about these, like this, like how strains become like in demand. What, mm. what's the like number one strain that you get asked for? I mean, old family purple's starting to get a really good following. Oh, great. great I mean, great cross. Anybody can grow out a pack of those. And get great, numerous, great. Right. Ones. Right. You know, it's easy. As far as, uh, let, let's put it this way. As far as one of my favorite personal favorites, that uh, not not my own or anything. I'll admit I'm a Skittles convert. I love oh, that really? stuff. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. bring me any? No, but I brought you a little bit of this here, Irene. Oh, Irene. And, and Skittles and Irene kind of have a little similar component Irene. to them. Let me see it. Mm-hmm. Irene and Skittles have a similar component. Just to the terpene profile, mm-hmm. like almost mm-hmm. a background something. Maybe a terpene that they both share on the bottom end. Yes, I smell ziplocazine. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's the high quality ziplocazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the initial ziploc, I could smell the Canadian smell, but when you pull it out oh. of the out of the bag, right, you get right. rid of the Canadian smell, and it's pure <laughs> Americana. Right. 
Well, don't judge too hard. This was supposed to be a seed run, and like we talked earlier. And it failed seed run? <laughs> yeah. Do you put the same amount of like grow technology into a uh, seed operation as you would just a normal flower operation? Not really. You don't, do you light it the same? Or? No, I, I definitely light them the same. I generally put more nitrogen into yeah, a seed run. seed run, yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah. you want them buds big enough. Yeah, because I'm not worried about the flowers at all. You know, mm-hmm. so when you have a, a a seed run that doesn't produce any seed, oh, and there might be, uh, mm. you never know, there might be a, oh, a man, seed or two I, in these. Oh, dude, I smell a bit of the southeast in there. Hold on. Well, you know where Irene comes from. Hotlanta, man. Yeah. Hotlanta, you know, it's probably a sack of Kush that was getting sent from Humboldt over to there. It was, I think it was from <laughs> L.A., but yeah. L.A. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what the smart dealers did back in the day. I was mm-hmm. saying, say it was someplace else. It's from, it's, I get this from Vermont. Right. Vermont Street. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, Irene comes from Rude Boy and his, his crew over there. I've kind of followed him, but he made a post about his dog the other day. Right. And remember how he used to always write in the uh, the third person? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cornbread Ricky grows plants real tall. Cornbread <laughs> Ricky says. <laughs> right. He's always been a cool character, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I wrote him a, like a, a little Facebook comment about his dog back like that. It was hysterical. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, old characters. Yeah, I've hooked up with a couple people of the, from the old crew Got have gotten into the cannabis industry. Uh, yeah, several people have gotten in the legal cannabis industry, legal cannabis community mm-hmm. throughout the country, Massachusetts and Florida right, and right. Arizona and Colorado, throughout Colorado. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to see, man. It, it, it's real cool to see how uh, how many uh, smells like Kush. of the old forum uh, people have seed companies now. God, I know. Huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, when it all started out, like all that, those early internet sites, the ones I was a member of, it was, it was like this weed share policy that mm-hmm. developed maybe unofficially. Right. But like, you know, at the same time, Seed Bay was developing and seed sales were getting hot. And a lot of those early you know, people, they were on those sites and we were just trading seeds back and forth. Like, Oh, what seeds you got? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, here's what seeds I got. Here's my list. Here's right. your like baseball cards or something. Right. Little kids. It was, it was something really like cool about that for sure. It was, you know, I think where it went kind of wrong is I think a lot of not wrong, but just eh, not as fun where people just started getting. So they didn't, nobody wanted to do the work. So everybody started trading clones instead of seeds. That's exactly how it went down. Right. That's exactly how it went down. It also started to become like name brand clone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And back then, too, people were searching for those name brands. Back to that hot shit. Talking Mm -hmm. about the hot shit. So, okay. So back then... Diesel was just coming online. OG Kush mm-hmm. had gotten had gotten a name, and it was still like five thousand dollars a pound. Yeah, right. And Earth the clone, Trainwreck. You know, uh, uh, those were all like clones in demand that mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. would demand. But at the same time, people were like hustling and planting new shit, trying to get like mm-hmm. a name brand one. Right, right. You know? And there was like plenty of great things out there that didn't stick. Like, man, I don't know if you remember those that shipwreck 
lineage that mm -hmm. we had years back ago, man, some of that shit was great. Oh, Trainwreck dude. makes awesome hybrids. Awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that shit was great, man. Mm -hmm. And then there was that guy like Tall Pines. Do you remember that metal haze he had? Oh man, great, great, great weed. But like that didn't stick, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, you're, you're like, you're, you're scratching your head. You don't remember a couple of these. No, right? no, no, I remember, remember that. that one? I remember that from one of the cups. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I never saw it or, well, I might've seen it, but I, I didn't have much experience with it at all. But I do remember the metal haze and how it was kind of a little bit popular for half a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, does it have to be like it's a YouTube or well, like see, even like YouTube and Instagram, so much of that stuff is manipulatable now. Mm -hmm. You can like mm -hmm. buy into it, right? You know, so like, does it have to be like? Does a somebody have to sing a song about it? Somebody maybe, have to fucking maybe rap about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You got some rapping promotions going on. You want to spit some rhyme <laughs> on your shit right now? Spit it, Kay. Go, Caleb. Oh. Go, Caleb. Go, go. <laughs> I, I, I don't rap. <laughs> no raps for me. Spit some rhyme. I know you do. I've heard. I've heard you. Oh, I've you heard have? you. <laughs> Chip be making stories up now, people. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I expect to get a little Red Bull in them around the uh, oh. fire. It's, it's been a long time. <laughs> I fixed my teeth. <laughs> no more Red Bull for me. <laughs> yeah, used to be on that shit. Damn, oh, dude. Christian Crankster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they used to say at the Chevron. At the Chevron. Yeah. Christian Crankster. Uh -huh. Oh, you're getting some more Christian Crank? Yes, Red Bull and Rockstar. Thank you, ma'am. See you at church on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good weed, man. Tasty. It's a little chlorophylly, though. I see what you mean about putting more nitrogen in it. Right. Right. I see the green in it, too. Well, Irene is always, <coughs> you know, really green. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I saw this cross with the, uh, with that uh, Angola tie from Tony. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, just yeah, recently I, I can see that look for it. Oh, he's running some more of those seeds out? Right. Uh, yeah, somebody else did. Oh, right. okay, okay. Yeah, they were like 12 and 16 week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I, I remember he ran some of those out, and he ran some of the like bomb threat Angola ties out. Dude, I bet the bomb Back threat in the day. Panama is probably a good one. Oh, I saw some of those too, that 20 week Panama. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Heart pounding. Oh, I like that Panama. Right. It's right. really, it's it's actually uh, some of the tastiest. I should have brought you some of that. Um, I just pulled some like nine week uh, Panama, mm. that 20 weeker, but I just pulled some at nine weeks. It's just as tasty as it smells. No, I can see that. I can see that, mm -hmm. man, for mm -hmm. sure. And you know, a lot of like, a lot of, um, I hesitate to call it. long flowering strains are like that. Mm -hmm. You can pick them way before they're done and they're right. still smokable. Right, right. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like just your one hit wonder. Yeah, hey, shh, yeah, shh. <laughs> don't tell anybody. It's not my bedtime yet, yo. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, I think it, it went it went years before we ever like uh, smoked out because it was like always before like you know right. four thirty in the afternoon or something. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Right. I'm, I'm about as hard a smoker as our boy uh, Elk Slayer. Oh yeah, no, I, I lost contact with him a little bit. Uh, you, you talk to him? I talk to him probably once every three to six months, depending mm -hmm. on how busy we all are. Yeah, totally. I sent him a message the other day. It was yeah. on Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we always had great parties down down the Willets Way, Fourth mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. July. All right. 
Right. Good times, man. Mm -hmm. Good times. Man, do you have like, like auto flowers are really exciting to people right now. Mm. You know, you got, you got an opinion on that? I'm not one of the people who talk down on the auto flowers. Mm -hmm. They've never been my thing, but I've never even really tried them out or played with them. So, you know, I think they fill a, a niche in the market. Mm -hmm. And uh, great for oil. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, hey, they could great be great for short for, season. They could be great for a lot of things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to grow some someday. Right. Yeah. People like ask you for strains for specific reason, like indoor or outdoor, or light depth or greenhouse or South American. Right, or, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They definitely do. And you know, I usually try my best to you know point them in the right direction. <laughs> um, I grew sizably outdoors for quite a few years and I've been grown indoors since 1994 so I understand most most of my plants how they do so right so it's it's uh, mm -hmm. and and if people want to talk to you they they go to humboldtcsi.com or yeah and you know uh <laughs> I'm actually going to have a forum on there oh cool oh cool yeah cool, cool. but it's going to be so solely a breeding and genetics forum Oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hope I get invited to the forum. Oh, is there, yeah. Is there a, uh, a it, it's not an application? It's or? not an invitation only, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's solely breeding and genetics, which is the only forums I ever really hung out on when I was on online. What about CBD and hemp stuff? You got any ideas in that? Are you doing any work with that yet? Not yet, but I definitely will in the future. Just you know, for fun. And I have this hunch that I might like CBD a lot. Man, I've been smoking CBD flowers. Right? First time I like smoked some really good CBD flower, mm -hmm. it was, it's called the wife. They also call it number five. Okay. They grew it organically. They just prine it in the ground and mm -hmm. supplement the ground with fertilizer. Man, it tasted like some of the best outdoor I remember smoking. I think I've heard know, of the in wife. The late nineties. Oh, right? I was I was talking recently to some dude who had the wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it tasted incredible, and I was blown away. And I started thinking about it, and it's like, well, it's water only. Mm -hmm. Right. These right. guys are organic. Right. Right. Like, of course, it's going to taste great. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, man, I mean, I was a convert right then. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Right. And and uh, man, I get migraines. I've had them my whole life. And one hit off a CBD joint, that shit goes away. Hmm. Good deal. <laughs> man, government's trying to keep us down. That's for sure. <laughs> it's also legal for people to smoke. You know, you still get your cannabinoid you know, fix, because you know, most humans are cannabinoid deficient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You probably are. I can look at your eyes and tell you you're cannabinoid deficient. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just slightly. Most of America's really deficient. Most right. of the world's really deficient. And those CBDs help out? And those CBDs help out. Cannabinoid's cannabinoid. Right? Right, totally. Right. Totally. Yeah, I th man, I think, I think hemp's a really awesome uh cool thing going on with cannabis right now mm -hmm. it as a plant person it grows differently right. plants look different you know and i literally i'm starting to see the 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 genetic classification of you know wide leaf drug varieties and thin leaf hemp varieties right 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 now i start to see it <laughs> right but the hemp is you know the, the leaves are definitely thinner the buds are wispier Mm -hmm. Right. And predominantly, like in Colorado, there's 
you know, this R4 style cutting, which would be like a Pakistani or an Afghan style growth pattern. Okay. Right. Knee high max plant. Hmm. Maybe you got a waist high plant or something, but they're right, small right. plants. Right. They're, uh, they're wispy. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't get really get like rock hard nuggets. Right. 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 And then there's a, uh, some stretchers like the wife and cherry and cherry wine and auto two those are all get bigger and stretch i've heard of those ones as well yeah it's it's all starting to happen over there man and i think people are going to be smoking hemp all over the country Hmm. right like soon you know it's totally legal in most places just for their cbds Mm -hmm. and it tastes great man you know how great ganja is like this Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this joint we've got right here Mm -hmm. this irene joint it should taste great man right it's not so much necessarily about getting high and as much as i love weed right right i probably could do without being so high (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) and this is something we've talked about in the past the whole like betsy dog you know think like mm-hmm. it's it tastes good right it's good for middle america right like people who just like to smoke joints that taste great or right. and not get like just super lit right 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 it's great working right. man weed working man weed and hell yeah man i'm gonna admit dude that like you know i'm getting a little older mm. right and mm-hmm. i might not can like smoke as much weed as i used to uh-oh Right, I know, totally. Mm-mm. So, like, I've had to cut it that back to, like, 10, you know, medium-sized splits a day. Oh, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the CBD's good, man. I'm, I'm kind of on it. I'm kind of on it. I need to replenish my sack when I get back there. If there's anybody out there with some great taste in CBD, just give me a call or drop me a, a PM or a DM anytime. <laughs> Smoke me out. I'm in Colorado frequently. I'm in you know Humboldt the rest of the time. This HumboldtCSI.com, this is a new website. You've just launched this. Right. Yeah, and this is your novelty sales website where you can buy all kinds of things, hats, T-shirts, and other stuff that you may produce. That's right. Uh, have, have you done any digital sales or digital marketing or anything like that in the not, past? Not right. too much, exclusively through distributors. Right. And, you, you, I mean, your Instagram is, is huge. you got you got 100,000-plus followers. Right, instance, right. right? Mm-hmm. I got my measly, like, little... 10,000 followers or something. Quality over quantity. Oh, I say. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I see your comments, man. You've got some pretty good quality people, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. And it exploded, too. Your Instagram exploded. And, like, it was it was kind of big. I remember talking to you. I was like, man, you got, like, 15,000 people, man. Right. How do I get people to listen to my shit? <laughs> right, right, right. I do remember that. Right. You're like, uh-huh. I don't know. I didn't try to get followers. Right. Yeah. It seems like they're all leaving now, though, so, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Mm. Were they fake followers? Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 You had some fake followers. I think everybody does, but yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, my wife, she's said, mentioned recently that she had some followers starting to leave and she didn't understand that. And I was like, huh, that's probably right. Facebook. I heard Facebook and Instagram were cleaning up fake accounts. Right. I think know? that's what it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, mine hadn't decreased. I hope, oh, you're out. One and done. Mine hadn't decreased. And mm-hmm. I guess that's good. I'm not like motivated by that number. I'm really stoked that I got 
10,000 people that say, I think it's like 12 right now, but that say that they're interested right. in weed the way I'm interested in it mm-hmm. and gone to the way I'm interested in it. Right. You know, and people ask me all the time why I started it. And we've been friends a long time. And I mean, you've heard me like gab on about weed. <laughs> so you like probably know why I started it. But, you know, I really just wanted to elevate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And have better conversations like the ones that, you know, me and you and Elkie would have on the ridge. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, you know, the ones we may have had on the phone or on Internet conversations. My, my, you know? my favorite conversations up on the ridge were always Elkie and Tom Hill. <laughs> oh, my God. Those they are good get, conversations. They, them and Deemster Dave, they would get lit and start talking <laughs> total trash, man. God. <laughs> Old Tom, yeah, yeah. yeah he, that, he's as MIA as elk. He he's more, even more so. Very true. Him. I Very think true. even more so. I see his genetics floating around all the time, crosses of stuff, and right, people like right. asking about stuff, and you know, like I got the monkey balls, or <laughs> nobody yeah, called I got the it Hindu, that. Hindu death cabbage. He had, you know, he had like a pheno he called monkey balls. Right, 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 right. Right. And oh, yeah. Some, a death cabbage pheno. The Hindu right. death cabbage was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. that was. That's yeah. a great name. Hindu death cabbage. That, that one should have stuck over uh, Deep Chunk. But Deep, Deep Chunk's cool, too. Deep Chunk's totally not cool. No? Not like Hindu death well, cabbage. Yeah. I mean, dude, we could have a whole comic book series on Hindu death cabbage. Ooh. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Totally. So history here. Many of you might not know that Inspector is actually an artist. He's a soft soul. Whoa. Right. No, I was a hardcore artist. Hardcore. Very graphic. Graphic. Graphic novels, in in fact. Uh, (laughs) No graphic illustrations. Graphic illustrations. Yes. Okay. Of novels. (laughs) <laughs> uh, of graphic novels, mostly pornography. Well, no, but, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Comics for the kids, <laughs> not grown folk. <laughs> um, but man, like, did you dream about doing that? Like, growing up, is that was that your dream job? The comics or the weed? D- oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. How yeah, which came first? Well. Well, um, let's back up. So that was like your first job, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. 18, 19, 20. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so you you went to Southern California to yep. like pursue a career in yeah illustration. Yeah, and then I worked for all the major companies, Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Stole everything you could from them: pens, lighters. <laughs> I know, actually, I you know maybe. rulers. <laughs> I got a lot of rulers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man number one. Ooh, that'd have been sweet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I came to a point in about 2000 where I had to decide grow weed or do comics because I was going to fail both if I didn't quit one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you didn't know. <laughs> no, right. no more comics for me. Man, this Pirates of the Emerald Triangle, this came from a comic book idea, so it stuck mm-hmm, from you. Mm-hmm, let's, mm-hmm. let's chat about that for a second. Uh, I just always, you know, loved where I grew up. The Emerald Triangle is yeah. a reference here. Yeah, the Emerald Triangle. And me and my buddies, we were a bunch of pirates getting into all kinds of hoodlum shit back then. God, so, that's true, huh? You know, I mean, Pirates, uh, I think I had that idea back around 96 or something. I always wanted to do the comic book, but decided a seed company would be all right, too. They're both labors of love, that's mm-hmm. for sure. They both only cost like a little bit of, a few dollars each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like selling eights, man. It's just hard, dude. Like, people talk about, like, oh, man, the money's in the seeds. You can make a million dollars in seeds. 
But you got to sell those song bitches one at a time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One at a time. Yep. Ooh, that reminds me of my new, uh, newest company, my third seed company, Bolt for a Buck. <laughs> yeah, I've heard incarnations of this over the years, so, right? so let's let's hear this current pitch. This is like, go ahead, current pitch. I just have a bunch of seeds that you know. You don't know what they are. No, well, there's some of them like that. I was even thinking about using some of those for this grab bags. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sensei seeds did it. You know, mm -hmm. Sensei's outdoor mix. That just means the seeds that fell on the floor and they didn't know what they were. Yeah, that's what an outdoor mix is. Because with an outdoor mix, you're not going to have the herm problems. So, you know, you won't right. know. And you don't pay. You don't pay for the power or anything <laughs> right, either. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. Mixes could be so fun. so so one dollar seats yep. and you buy them by the seed. Well, I was thinking probably like twenty seeds at a time. I kind of like this one like dollar seeds. Oh, that'd get rough though. Well, you, then you just say something like minimum order. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, nine seed minimum or six seed minimum or something. Okay, you know, or yeah. you could figure out something. But yeah, totally. That way, you people can get one you know, of each. Somebody oh, I like, like that. You got thirty-two strains. I want one of each. You're not going to try to tax me for this idea later, are no, you? No, you can have this one free. All my everything in this episode is for free. Nice, nice. Right, totally, totally. Didn't we mention dosi dough earlier? We <laughs> we did mention dosi <laughs> dough earlier. <laughs> oh shit. Uh. Um, yeah, I'd love some dosy dough. Did you not bring any? Yeah, yeah you brought uh, the Irene. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Man, back in the day, you'd like show up with like a duffel bag full of weed. Oh, like, no, it's it's drying on the line right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have. If you're at the Indo Expo in a couple weeks, uh, I'll have like seven different samples. So, man, now there's like all kinds of ganja related trade shows, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it it's kind of cool. Mm, if you like going to them all the time. Yeah, no doubt. How many, yeah. can you name off some? Oh, I don't even want to. I think I like the Emerald Cup the best. Oh, Emerald Cup is the shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to give you a old promotion here. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be this year because the same people that bought Chalice bought Emerald Cup or, you know, it's like it's the Emerald Cup has sold. New people are running it. There's new laws and shit. Some, some of all of that's going on right now. Hmm. Right. So I don't know if it's going to be the free for all that it used to be in the past. Mm -mm. Oh, it won't be. But like, it can't be. I don't mm -mm. think, mm -mm. man, it used to be a free for all at the fun. Emerald Cup. It was incredible. I mean, you could in, in the 215 area, you could see as much weed or hash or seeds or clones and buy as many clones or seeds or hash or weed that you wanted. Mm -hmm. It was pretty crazy. Mm. It was like a weed supermarket. Right? That's a gray market matters. <laughs> Good old 215. Mm -mm. It's just private sales between friends, man. That's right. Very true. Right. Yeah, I try to I promote this private market term. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, mm. but private. It's between people right, between right. friends. Well my my second it's favorite public thing. My second favorite show or type of shows was always the little tiny farmers markets. Mm hmm Yeah. Those were actually a lot of fun. It would be kind of sweet if uh, they were able to do a farmer's market style thing, you know, locally in Humboldt. Yeah, they, they were doing those Mendocino. 
Oh, I know. Right. I did tons of the Mendo ones. Oh, right, because you have you have a license to do these, this type of thing. That like that that's your cannabis license. Oh, license yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but, uh, but Humboldt won't Humboldt's me, not having one this year. Yeah, Humboldt won't even let me use it. So, yeah, man. You know, people think it's legal, and the people think we won, but like the man's fighting back big time, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and they are totally writing laws that are gonna push out, you know, the little guy. Like Mm -hmm. this early stage is gonna be the only time the little guy can get involved. Right, right. Right, like from here on out, like the little guy, that's over with, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you got what you got, and that's it, man. I think I'm gonna start growing pumpkins. Mm, Good call. Giant pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's big money in that. (laughs) Or used to be anyway. I mean, I like the idea of like, like air cannons, pneumatic cannons, and pumpkins. <laughs> that would be fun. You gonna oh, bring, you gonna have the cannon up here, and we can shoot off the deck, dude. You know, if we that would be fun, wouldn't it? I kind of want to like barely a, make a mess. I'd want a civil war type cannon up here, like a mortar or something. Right. But I don't know. The neighbors kind of complain about how loud I am sometimes. <laughs> so I try to be a good neighbor, but. You know, it's just, tough. I, I'm just a total redneck at heart. And I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to me and you're my neighbor and I've been a little loud, I'm sorry. It's just my nature. No offense to you, but like, eh, you know. Speaking of your neighbors, you know, uh, I originally got snow from uh, the, the dude at the end of your road, the first house on the on the right. No way. In 1999. Wow. God, dude. <laughs> Every time I come up here, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's where we got snow. Mm. And when I first came up here, West Haven and Trinidad was a hotbed for indoor growing. Right, right. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was. I don't know why, but it was like one of the places that. It's a good area for it. It's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It's always cool. It's never hot. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know what today is, July 19th or 20th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're sitting outside at the Real Dirt Studios, the Molecule Studios in Humboldt. That's what we call this place. Normally, we uh, we, we sit inside in the studio, but it was so nice. Mm-hmm. We decided to like sit out and have a romantic sunset here together. Oh. Listen to the birds chirp. It's... You're getting a little too redneck on me, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> so what's your favorite shit growing right now? Growing that I'm growing, or oh, any anything. Some of my favorites are. This is a little embarrassing, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like Skittles. Oh yeah, you you said that. Okay, all right. So I'm not hip on that new shit, but Skittles is one is one of like. Uh, oh, there's the coonhound in the background. Mm-hmm. Who knows what she's after? We've had a bit of a bear problem. Oh. Yeah, totally. And, and I um, and I got meat in my car. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, uh-oh, that's totally the dog right there. Let her run the bear off. She needs to. Right. I also like forbidden fruit. I don't know forbidden fruit. If you haven't had forbidden fruit, uh, you spend too much time in Colorado, don't you? I do. I, man, you know, I I haven't been I haven't been getting the West Coast genetics, dude. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's been nothing but Durban poison. And mm-hmm. I do know. like Durban poison. Right, I, it's it's the it's a scentsy skunk though. It's it's that's, skunk. That's what I that think one. it is. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not the licorice. No, actual no. Durban poison. It, it, it seems like skunk times Durban. But yeah. it, it it's a scentsy. It's a scentsy Durban. It, is what it, it is. It tests at like four or five percent terpenoline. 
Oh, wow. That's why it wins cups and everybody loves it. But uh, I just made a Girl Scout cookie hybrid with the cut, and they all came out Durban. No Hermes whatsoever. And, I mean, the smell on them is just all different variations of just pure Durban on bigger, stout. I mean, it, it blows the Durban cut away. Wow, that's good, man. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's not particularly one of my favorites, but you know, no, I no. see the excitement in your eyes. And right. Lots of people like the Durban, but lots right. of people don't like terpenoline. Right. So they don't like Durban. Um, what's licoricheline? What do you call that? Do you know? Oh, I don't even know what you call licoricheline. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Mendo Purple has a nice uh, percentage of the S1s that are strong bra- uh, black licorice. So. What's going on, girl? Bow wow wow. Are you protecting us against the bears? Good girl. Good girl. Mm-hmm. Good girl. Yeah, it's interesting how people talk about it in terpene profiles now. It's great, man. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, people were like terpenes. You make that <laughs> word up, right? Right. Let me go look at my dictionary. Right. That yeah, was all pre-Google. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Crazy encyclopedia. My, my, my favorite three are terpenoline, pinene, and limonene. Yeah, limonene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mercine. I'm a Mercine fan. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know the Chemdog One? That thing's like between four and five percent uh, pure Mercine too. Uh oh. What? <laughs> the, the, the hair is standing up on the back of the dog's neck. Uh-huh. Definitely uh, a critter. Definitely a critter of some sort. You know, that's the great thing about a coonhound. Coonhound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the perfect watchdog right. because they only talk shit when something's going down. Right. And right. They're mellow. otherwise, they just like chill. Yeah. Right. But if something's going down or something could go down, right. they're on it. That's my kind of dog. <laughs> I like chill dogs. Yeah. Now, they might not do much unless you have a pack. If you got a pack oh. of coonhounds, no, 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 like, no, you, you, like vicious. Yeah, I, I, I don't want one to do much, so I'm. I like a mellow dog. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just like <laughs> let me know when somebody's coming up the driveway. Right, right. And no false alarms neither. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we had one that we had trained to uh, pilot, um, to bay at helicopters. Floyd, you remember Floyd? <laughs> yeah, Floyd. God, uh-huh. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Old Floyd. Mm-hmm. So man, give me give me your genetic predictions, dude. Like, we've talked about, like, how strains become hot. we talked a little bit about some West Coast strains. Mm-hmm. You know, Skittles and Forbidden Fruit, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say those names. You've always been a little more on the fruity taste. Oh, you motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean that. It came out, man. I, you know, I'm more of an earthy, like, tobacco-y yeah. type of person. I like variety. Yeah, I like variety, too. Yeah. I, I like stuff like Irene, Chem Dog, you know. Oh, man, I love me some Chem Dog. The only thing I'm not a big fan of is spice. I'm not a huge spicy fan. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like the fruit flavors. And the, and the like, you know, I, was, I guess some people call them earthy, but would you say pine or... Yeah, I think that falls in earth. Right. right. So I think a lot of people refer to that as earthy, and I never think of that as... So maybe I do like earthy, too. Maybe that's one of my favorites. Yeah, pine, pine I think... I mean, I, I don't have my terpene chart on me. Right. Right, but... Pining uh, A and B. Yeah, but if mm-hmm. I... But but I think it's uh, someplace on the chart. Mm-hmm. And uh, earthy is... There's other things on the chart that are also described as earthy. Right, that's right, a, right. Wow, that's... Ray Brandom general statement. One, one of those things that's real similar to Earthy is dirt. 
Imagine that. Right, right, right. Dude. <laughs> totally dirt dirt guy over here. Just can't seem to get away from it. <laughs> Just fired up my new dirt plant. Dang dang. Yeah, totally. Uh um have we caught up on it? Have we caught up on it? I don't think we have. Man, just fired up my new dirt plant. I've been working on it for a while. Nice. It's called Growers. Pretty much only available in Colorado right now. Right, right. As of July 19th, 2018. Damn. But it's, it's exciting. Fresh. It's fresh. Right. Like, we've just sold our first truckloads. We're starting selling our first truckloads. Nice. It's a, a inert style, soilless medium, cocoa fiber, perlite, and peat. Mm. A classic. Right. Classic, simple mm -hmm, lime mm -hmm. and calcium nitrate. But man, you know, I've always been a, co I was, for years I was a cocoa purist, but like, man, I'm also a realist and I just saw like how ease, how much the peat improved the quality of the cocoa and mm -hmm. all the problems of the cocoa went away when you blend a little bit of peat in there. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you, you got to like control your moisture more, you got to control your pH in a different manner, you got to control your calcium differently, mm -hmm. you know? So the it's a cocoa blend, it's mostly cocoa, but it has mm -hmm. pH in it that balances out the calcium and right. dries it out a little bit. And then perlite, so it acts like a 70-30 style blend, right? Maybe it might hold a little bit more moisture. Right, right, right. Uh, but man, it's, it's great, dude. Uh, just a micronutrient charge. So like when you put your plants in it, they take off immediately. You can mm -hmm. feed it with anything you want to feed it with. Mm, nice. You know, so you can customize. It's, it's, you don't have to customize your nutrient right, right, to right. it. You know, if you're a cocoa grower, it's a perfect transition right. switch. If you're using other products like Tuper or Promix or right. making your own cocoa perlite blend, it's great for that. We're calling it the grower soil and it's growers high porosity mix. <laughs> and then also, of course, have a straight cocoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, you know, because uh, I am a cocoa guy and I, I do love cocoa and see how the coconuts fall to the ground every day. And it's a sustainable resource and sustainable resource. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we got some other stuff planned, too. But, uh, man, we're making it out in the dry plains of eastern Colorado. Yeah. Right. So it's all indoors. Mm. Right. We can control all the moisture level. All the raw materials no are indoors. Man, there, you look outside and it's like desert. Nothing's right. growing out there. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's yeah. not true. There's a whole ecosystem. But like you were really able to control it. There's no like with the with the system we put together, there's no like runoff or wastewater nice. that created like problems. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, there's there's man, almost zero dust. Mm -hmm. But uh, it. Everything's stored inside. Nice. Right. Nice. You know, the raw materials, it's all manufactured in one day and then packaged up in pallets that one day. Right, right. right. All blended real uh, consistently. It's huh? all blended consistently. It's all these great raw materials that I picked and that blend mm -hmm. easily really well. Mm -hmm. Right. We also have like a, an organic nutrient packet mm -hmm. that uh, you can blend into it and mm. then just add water. Nice, nice. Right. That's actually a really good idea, too. And it keeps the bugs away from the organic, and you actually right. get to put everything. Right. Because the problem with soil is this, yeah. listeners, is <laughs> that you can't really put enough nutrients in a packaged soil for it to stay in a package for a long period of time and get shipped around the country. Because nitrogen is volatile. Because nitrogen is volatile. Right. God damn it. Right. You're right. And also, like, like you, the bigger problem, though, is... Uh, 
shit goes anaerobic. It gets wet, mm -hmm. and you got the organic ingredients under yeah. pressure because of the palate, mm -hmm. right? And you'll get this urine smell mm -hmm. that comes out of it. So we have an organic packet that you can mix into the soil hmm. so you can just add water. Right. You know, it, we, we designed it for cannabis, right? It's, well, when, it's all when, organic. When you get nationwide distribution, I'll have to try me some. Like, dude, you know I got, I got nationwide distribution. Soon, for you, for you, for you. For <laughs> Sounds you. like a FedEx package to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, what, kind, what do you use? What soil do you use? I just use, I, I use a peat cocoa blend. Uh-huh, um, yeah, like black gold stuff or? Like it, right, yeah. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, sometimes yeah. you make it or whatever you can get. Oh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I, you, you Have you already... ever tried the Premier product, the cocoa peat perlite blend? Oh, like they make one that might be something you'd be interested in, in, in using. Huh? Yeah, it's a bailed product. It's it's the same um, maker of ProMix. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's good. They're great people. That's a good product. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just see most other like soil people would be saying that kind of stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> I give it up, dude. Like Canna's got great cocoa, mm -hmm. and ProMix has great soilless peak right, like right. blends. Like man, those, I, those I always liked them back in the day. Crush it. I, I right. actually used some Promix just uh, a couple runs back, mm -hmm. but uh, a bale, a couple bales, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, a truckload of bales, right? <laughs> yeah, a right, bale. Right, right, right. No, I just no, it was a test, so yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And it, it did good on some levels, but my feeding wasn't okay. I don't feed, so <laughs> I couldn't keep up with the feed on it. Oh right, yeah. right. So we kind of started talking about genetic predictions but then mm. drifted so yeah we get did. some specific answers from you i mm. want some genetic predictions over what's going to happen in the future mm. and tell me the hot shit that is going to be a tough one i think i know what it is okay uh, i think there's going to be some um interest in a land race pure true f1 hybrids Mm, you know, I think you're right, too. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to get by Colombian and Panamanian well, every, and Thai and Afghan and Pakistan. And, er, er, everything's so polyhybrided out, super, super, super polyhybrided mm -hmm. out. I think people are going to get back into some of these old ones and realize, oh, snap, we haven't had those flavors in 30, 40 years. I've been smoking a great Pakistani, man, and, you know, that mm -hmm. stuff was all bred for hashish, mm -hmm. right? And when right. you make hash from it or extract or keef, like, it does make an incredibly flavorful stuff, but mm -hmm. it's of a different terpene profile for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It tastes great, man. It, it's right. different, though. It's, it is of that earthy, mm -hmm. like, you know, taste. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it, you know... It looks different too. Mm -hmm. there, ne there needs to be more education on the ganja world. You know, I had this. I had a, a, a party recently. We called mm -hmm. it the uh, Cultivate Showdown, mm -hmm. right? We invited everybody to show up with their best weed. And, and we <laughs> talk shit about the weed. Mm -hmm. it, it was it, it was fun. Um, some people got their feelings hurt. I'm sorry they got their feelings hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna have him be apologizing and losing customers for that one for a minute. <laughs> Honesty hurts sometimes. You know, sometimes it, may, it might not have come out right. Right. But like, right. Every, you know, like if you think you got great weed, then you don't. Mostly, the yeah. people who always have the bait, great weed, they say something like this: "Oh man, this nugget didn't really turn out so well. <laughs> Here, I got this little nugget, and you know, you're like, God damn, that is right." Yeah. So, uh, return to land race. Mm -hmm. We're going to see mm -hmm. some land race. 
I can I can see that. What about like? Landry. Do you think we'll see like long season strains come in? Like you know, I was just in Europe and you could go get twenty two week Doctor Grinspoon, mm-hmm. super bomb. By the way, hmm. but it was just calyx on a stick though. You you think uh, people might start growing those in like SoCal and the southern states, or in greenhouses here even? Mm-hmm. Pulling it in November, December, right, right, right. right? But yeah, like you could grow it like outdoors, even like it'd be great weed to it, smoke. It, it, it would be a killer niche market, and not a whole mm-hmm. lot of people are gonna wanna wanna do it like that. You know, and also you with with those longer season strains down there, you plant them in like August. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can do your auto. Oh, that's it. there you go. You do your auto flower run. Right. Here's tip. Big tip from from Chip. You do your auto flower run, and you pull that in July and August, and then you plant your long season plants like yeah. Panamanians or Colombians or Thais oh, yeah. or Angolan crosses or any Charlie Garcia stuff. Right. Pull it in December. Have you have you ever uh, like grown out some of these just pure sativas that take like twenty four weeks? Like the Panama, the Panama Charlie Garcia, even longer than that. And just, you know, well, man, even at twenty weeks, it wasn't really ready, but it was like, oh, there's twenty weeks. Have you have you seen those ones that don't even start flowering under like an eleven thirteen schedule for six true, six equi- weeks? True equatorial yeah. strains. Eleven right? thirteen, and they don't f- start flowering for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a beauty to all those stretchers, man, because you can put in. Like a three-inch tall mm-hmm. plant, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of one of those, yeah, yeah. and it will turn out to a five-foot monster. Oh, mm-hmm. And I think that's a great genetic. Here's another chi- a, a, <laughs> a tip from Chip: an, a great man- genetic manipulation. If somebody could take like a five-week stretcher, like from ne- like Neville's Hayes does, mm-hmm. or Ty Angola does, or Panama does, or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then finish it in eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Put big buds on it while it went. <laughs> right. Right. Like that would be pretty amazing. Right. Right. Or even if it was 10 weeks. Well, uh, you know, that you could flip it from just like a, a seedling, basically. You, you know, uh, have you seen that Big Sur Hollyweed cut? Oh, yeah. That totally. Goes, totally. That goes around. Another example. I know that one well. That thing's a beast. I mean, every it it's a huge stretcher, but it's strong. It's exactly kind of right. what you're talking about, I think. It's just a strong plant, but every single thing it, cr- it crosses to um, gets that beastiness from it. Mm. I mean, it's, it's making some sweet plants. Um, That's great weed. I'm, I'm trying to cross it to a triangle kush right now, mm. you know, fem style. And uh, I bet those plants. Fem style. That's right. Watch out. Kung, kung fu on the skeeters. I know, you're like just. Oh, you totally got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy there. Oh, so there's a couple. I'm going I'm to also go this. I'm going to say that the market's going to continue to go fruity. Right. 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 It's the witching hour. <laughs> right. I know. I've, I've never seen, you know, like mosquitoes out here, dude. Oh, they're attracted to sweet meat. <laughs> 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 As he rolls, the sw- sweet meat rolls up his sleeves. To right, hide the the deadly humble mosquito. Ooh, how about my my my, my latest hot strain, uh, living dead girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. living dead girl. Yeah, and what's that blend? Uh, patient zero times Girl Scout cookies. Ah, uh-huh. and patient zero. What's that? Uh, 
Purple Urkel cross to Pakistani Purple Kush. <laughs> I love it. You've all, you, you know, I've, I've always appreciated your name, your naming technique. Do you have a naming book? Well, uh, no. No. I, 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 well, you, yeah, you know. I mean. <laughs> I, I have. We you, you sit around with your friends and just talk shit. And you're like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Fucking no, 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 no. See your uh, dead girl living. What was it? Living dead. What was it? <laughs> I hold contests on Instagram. Name the strain contest. And so we'll have you know 500 to 1,000 people, you know, suggest names. And I mean, it's a blast going through them. But there's so many good ones. And then it's almost as much work as just trying to name them yourself, because. Well, right. you end up with, you know, 20 or 30 favorites and you're like, well, here I am. But usually I've noticed since I started doing this that all my names have gotten way better. Mm. Like my early names, mm. oh, they sucked. But what was a bad early name? <sighs> Babu. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Babu. Katsu Bubba times the original Bubba. <laughs> Babu. What's your favorite name? Uh, I like Patient Zero. Patient Zero is a good name. It's a good starting name. But that, that kind of stems back to my work in comic books, and they always loved using, like, you know, zero this or X that for everything. So, yeah, it's like a before the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Zero. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your predictions, and it's been a lovely evening. The sun is setting over the uh, western sky here in Humboldt, and it's... Uh, the, Mosquitoes are coming out. In full force. Yeah, I think it might be time to uh, say goodbye to our listeners. And it's yet been another excellent episode of The Real Dirt. Been so uh, uh, glad to have you, Mr. Inspector, show up. Thank you. Um, we've been trying to work it out for, for a while. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming. Right, right. One, one day when we can uh, think about something else to talk about, we'll do another episode. You, you, you should, uh, um, if you don't already, you should actually maybe start having like small powwows and have like four or five of the old homies all together. Mm. You'll get some, oh, yeah, you'll get some real dirt. We'll call it glory days. Yeah, you'll get some real dirt oh, doing that. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's a good real. All right, here's a great suggestion. All right, so let's see. Who would be on that? Like, who would be the great shit talkers on that one? <laughs> right. I, I, I hate to say, but um, I wouldn't mind uh, doing a real dirt with Elk Slayer and Kendo. Because uh, I remember... You remember uh, NCGA's parties back in the day. Yeah, totally. Oh, our first one with Elk and Kendo and I running around talking shit to everybody, including Jason King. <laughs> oh, God, Jason Queen. Oh, don't totally. be so hard on the kid. Oh, <laughs> he's just sensitive. He's just sensitive. Okay, okay. Right? He's just sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I like those I like those uh, forum-type episodes. I, I, that would be something fun to have. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like a... I wonder if there's a record of all the like shit we used to say on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember anybody's names back then, but... You know, I can't remember their real names. I remember their handles. That's funny. Now that you know, we're all we're all you know are out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's hiding anymore. Right. Right. And the we names have, are going to get boring again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like Chip Baker. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> totally. We 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 should have a reunion. A reunion show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great idea. Right. Well, thanks, Ken. 
Oh yeah. Appreciate you coming. Good to be here. Yeah, and we'll we'll uh, look forward to more seeds from you in the future. Mm-hmm. Keep it coming. We'll do. Hey, thanks for joining me on today's Real Dirt. Today was a real special episode. You, you got to really see what a conversation between me and a friend of mine might have been like on the phone several years ago when I had the idea to start this podcast. You know, I was having these incredible conversations with my friends, uh, you know, Caleb being one of them, over what was going on in the industry and genetics and what was going on in our lives. And as I, I began to read news articles and hear other podcasts about cannabis, it was just like some of it was just so silly and just inaccurate and Man, I love to cheech and chong it up. Don't get me wrong. You guys all know that. But I wanted this deep insight into what goes on in the cannabis community. And I think you got that today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I did. If you really did like this episode and you haven't downloaded or subscribed to us, download this episode and others at therealdirt.com. You can also go to our iTunes account and look up The Real Dirt Podcast. And we are also now on Stitcher. So please subscribe. The Real Dirt Podcast. Thanks once again for joining us. And as always, stay high.